everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. I'm Kyle. Wait, Kim, is that a is that a donkey? Over in Killarney, many years ago, me mother sing a song to me, just a little Irish ditty, the donkey scene did not disappoint. We have come been here, waiting. donkey. Let me let me mount you for, for like completely out of nowhere <laughs> with just a a bundle of blankets. Twelve long episodes we've waited for donkey. Oh. Twelve long episodes, and it was worth it. I laughed so hard <laughs> during this fucking donkey scene. Everything about it, like the excitement Ugh. about the donkey, Osama's mask falling off and being like, this lady has a mental illness. <laughs> the Irish song, the I don't have a butt, so I, that's the reason I'm falling off the donkey. The fact that Osama was walking her too quickly on the donkey so she would fall off of the donkey. <laughs> I, I thought I, I was confused, it. though, because... I was told that she speaks the language of donkey. And so I was confused yeah. about the mishap that happened afterward. <laughs> she, Lord, she loves animals. Have, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I speak the language of donkey. Kyle, and, and other news, I have some yes. great news for you. Okay. Your, your son, your son is not on drugs. What? Oh, he, he's okay. not even having sex. He is just dating an oldie, and he, you're never going to have grandchildren. Might That's as well it. be a hundred then. I'm trained to give people bad news. I'm I'm extensively <laughs> trained in this realm. Don't worry, I can yeah. stage this intervention. <laughs> Wow, what an episode. I mean, the Osama stuff was just shocking. Like, have we ever seen was was it? <laughs> I yes, I thought so because yeah. this is the thing. We've seen so many people with ulterior motives on this show. Sure. Like everybody Americans and foreigners alike, right? I mean, it was from sex tourists to people that absolutely just wanted to make it to the US. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But like, I don't think we've ever seen somebody be this direct about it, and I don't know. I found it just shocking that Osama completely let everything down, and he is not fucking around anymore. He is getting down to business. I mean, the relationship's over now, right? It has to be. Yeah. And and from the beginning, I was suspicious about this. Not even because of anything Osama did beyond just existing in this relationship, but it was it was more just they were getting so little screen time, really. Yeah, and and we're still on what was this like day four or something at this <laughs> day point? Three still or four, yeah. yeah. And and when that happens, I mean, this is just one way trigger ticket to train wreck. This is ha I this has to be over. Her 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 pride will not allow her to continue dating someone who just let it slip like that, right? I hope not. I mean, I appreciate that we got past 
what was it, like hour number five in the hotel where he kind of let this slip and we got a few more days of amazing content. Um, It's kind of creepy to think about his family was so nice to her and they were all aware of the motive here. Right. That's why they looked extremely confused. (laughs) About the gift. I'm I'm here to stay with Osama forever and ever. (laughs) And I... And I also liked that she didn't clarify for at least a good minute that she didn't mean literally in their home. <laughs> so oh, they, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait what? <laughs> that was great. Um, I, yeah, it just, I don't know. I found it shocking. I I'm appreciate the pacing that production did like gave the storyline because we didn't want to find out this information or have it be confirmed before episode 12 for sure sure any any earlier and it would have been boring so i really there were like there were like glimpses where you did wonder is osama really is this real i don't know i mean i never was convinced that they were a real couple no but I think the door was still open to him, maybe just kind of having a, uh, you know, a thing for older ladies. I could buy that. Yeah. We've seen yeah. extreme love. You know, it happens. Totally. Right. I Do you remember like three years ago, Love After Lockup, Lizzie and Scott, where they literally the entire season happened within a 14 hour period at some yeah. sort of Holiday Inn in Michigan? It was all at a gas station and a Holiday Inn and a ditch by the side of the road where there were missing teeth, if as I recall. It was a great season. I mean, yeah, so yeah it was. A lot can happen in a short amount of time. Uh, For sure. Great stuff. So I don't. I, I love just a great episode. We got the requisite prenush conversation. Uh-huh. So, uh, that's a you check your bingo card. For, yep. for their storyline. Yep. That was totally producer driven. Uh, poor Monica. And I just overall just 10 out of 10 episode. It had drama with the Chris and Jamie stuff. It had annoyance with Danielle. It had <laughs> hilarity with Jen and Rishi and these Randy and Brandy characters and Osama and Debbie just. Osama and Debbie might be some of the best casting ever. Like, he is so dark, and she is so weird, you know? She's, uh, <laughs> she's, she's a character. Um, he, his, uh, his transformation was, I feel like, kind of expected. I kind of saw it going there, because, Kim... He came there to ride donkey and paint, and you won't <laughs> shut the fuck up. She was being annoying. Quiet down, lady. I, think he, I mean, look, I get that you want to know what the plan is, because clearly the plan is fucked and not a, like at all <laughs> and like not at all what she expected. So yeah. it's understandable that she would want to understand the shitty, shitty shit plan. But you can't this talking about the future that's work kim and as yes. we all know Good it kills, kills creative yeah. and it kills it kills relationship you know 
he is sick of talking about that plan. Oh, it's funny. You, it's you wanting to talk about the future is a mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> he really, I feel like his English got better in this conversation, uh, too. All of a sudden, yeah, he's telling her she's sick in the head. And it was, I, I, my mouth was agape while I was watching it. Cause he took it. He took it pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Kyle, I would like to start with Jen and Rishi, if we could. Okay. Yeah. Uh, still, still deliberating, you know, on on how many women did your family try to marry you off to? You know. Yeah. Not not happy about the timeline situation. You know, again, it doesn't matter, though. Like he's he said pass. The thing that's funny is it seems like everyone is generally in agreement that Rishi genuinely doesn't believe that he did anything bad. Yeah. And and her friends also kind of agree that even he kind of knows he's just not really communicating it correctly. So it seems like. It seems like even her other friend, not not Randy, the other one, Myra, I think. I call her Brandy. I don't know her real name. I think it's Myra. Myra is trying, I think, to tell Jen, listen, this isn't as shady as Randy thinks it is. So can we chill out here? Like, it's just it it seems like it's mostly a communication problem. But I agree. No, yeah. No, let's just go and get fucked up and and fuck him and I'm leaving <laughs> and he's a fucking shade. I want the full fucking story. I want a PowerPoint. I want a goddamn keynote on the whole thing. I want visual aids. Otherwise, it is over. I thought this was so wild. Like I couldn't quite understand at first the point that her friends were trying to make. Like they were, it seemed to me also that they were saying, hey, when you stormed off, he actually like tried to explain to us the situation and it didn't seem shady at all. It seems like he just has a hard time with his words. And it's, you're explaining a profound cultural difference to a bunch of reactionary Americans. At Easter brunch. Yeah. Yeah. And, (laughs) and he, he, you know, he says something I think that's really important off camera that they are just his parents are doing their responsibility as an Indian family. They would have done this no matter what the situation was. If he's a 30 year old man, that's single. 
it's it's mm-hmm. part of their community expectations. And so for her to get super pissed off about it because she thinks that this is all his fault or he must have he must have given them the green light or he must have done something to indicate it's it's such a myopic way of thinking about it because it's just she's she's trying to force her childhood through him it's it doesn't and, and you know i i wouldn't have understood this before we started this podcast either but i like to think i would have tried to understand his family a little bit better before getting in a rage and storming off and flipping tables too. I don't know. Yeah. I understand her frustration. Three years is a really long time. It's not tell your family, but yeah, it's like, she doesn't understand the nuance, especially the fact that she's just throwing away this astrology thing and continuing to say it's crazy to wait until August 2nd at 4 PM or whatever it is. It's fucking stupid, but Again, he believes this. Yeah. Yep. Along with the majority of people in India from what we've seen on the show. But Kyle, Randy has a foolproof plan. She's going to go in there. I I forgot about the plan. Oh, thank you. Please, please tell me about her credentials, Kim. (laughs) They're going to wear their Easter brunch outfits that they wore last episode. Totally. They're going to show up and they're going to say, look. Look, I have to break some news. Don't worry. Good news. Your son isn't on drugs. He's not even fucking. He's just engaged to this lady. Oh, wait, what? (laughs) What, She's got extensive training. Backtrack. (laughs) 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 What's her extensive training in? Uh, Kim. (laughs) <laughs> Did you miss here? She is a certified interventionist. Okay. Uh, I, did she say that? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't want to laugh if that's a real thing. Like, but um, <laughs> she is wow. a certified interventionist. It kind of sounds like a uh, a pastor for the Universal Life Church, but okay. Um, but uh, I can I can break news that sounds bad, you know, in a way we, that sounds positive. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm going to make it positive. Here's an example. Good news, everybody. Your son's not on fucking meth. Look at this TikTok <laughs> of this guy Shane. Your your son isn't <laughs> like this dude. Also, I have I have even better news than that. You see this guy Bartiz? Well, look at how he's not Rishi's not like this dude. He's not fucking. So <laughs> everything's great. Everything's the best. Uh, oh, by the way, they're engaged. Okay, bye. <laughs> She's forty-seven. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Uh, his family, like they're literally staging a coup. It's. How is this going to work? <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm seriously imagining these three middle-aged white ladies storming it. We see what they're wearing. They're wearing like the only like, thing the only thing that would have the only thing that would have made this better is if they were meeting in like a parking garage in Washington D.C. <laughs> Like, where are these people on January 6th, Kim? Stop. <laughs> Stop. 
There's so much plotting. <laughs> oh my god! But like Jen is on. It is. It is the most concerning that Jen is on board with this. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you've, so you. So let me get this straight. You've been okay with his parents not knowing for three years. But because Rishi can't explain the timeline to your satisfaction, you're going to allow two complete randos to his family to just blow the fucking dam up because fuck it. I'm stressed and I want the truth out. It's time to go. Pretty much. Okay, cool. Time's up. (laughs) <laughs> Time, time's up like it's fucking like me too time's up Rishi <laughs> I I don't understand where they found this translator Jesus she's it, so pretty uh, if production found this woman bravo this is hilarious and I love that Jen commented on it like oh Christ <laughs> what did I do it was my first thought was, oh, the family's going to want Rishi to marry this woman. They're going to be so confused as to, like, why there's these three white ladies with this young Indian woman who's very attractive. And, and she's they're going to be, like, wearing, excited. She's just wearing jeans and just a, a regular shirt. I don't even know if she's wearing makeup. Like, she's, she's beautiful. And it's so fucking funny. They're totally just going to arrange a marriage with her right there. And she might literally be correct. (laughs) She might see Rishi and be interested. He is attractive. Uh, (laughs) I saw your, I saw your picture on TikTok. What happened to your gut? What's going on, dude? (laughs) Poor Rishi. (laughs) Jen has a prepared list though. The the acquisition Ah, or the, like, the, The questioning from these three women when this translator comes in. This translator has no idea what she's walking into. Oh, no. She's horrified. She's like landmines everywhere. She, but what does she say? This is a totally twisted situation. I have never done a translation job like this before. <laughs> she's like, is wrote, it too late to triple my rate? Because I wrote down. I wrote down. I've never done something this dumb before. I know she didn't say that, but that was my that was my translation. The way that they explain this to this poor woman. So, so listen, listen. <laughs> These are my friends from Oklahoma. <laughs> and we're going to tell his parents that you're engaged. So he hasn't told them. No. 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 We're going to tell them. Do they, do they have they ever met you? No. But we're going to look really cute. <laughs> we're going to wear flowery <laughs> church dresses. Yeah. Yeah. And hats. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this woman. She's like, I she's, love the she's way thinking, they couch this too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it the might context. come up. The it context come did up not. Engaged. The context did not fucking help at all. No. Uh, she's sitting there like, you have to have like mental sickness or something. <laughs> I mean, Kyle, this woman is the linchpin in this plan, though, because God, if what's her? I worked on her name. Is it Bindia? 
if, if the translator doesn't translate what they're saying, the parents uh. will never know. <laughs> so it's all, it all falls, all the responsibility falls on this woman. She's That's being why, in such a shitty spot. I know. That's why they're demanding that she translate literally and don't hold yeah. anything back. Oh, this is going to be so uncomfortable. And and they still haven't decided yet if they're going to drop the bomb. They're like, we might, we're going to feel it out. We're going to feel it out, but we might, we might drop a bomb. <laughs> it looks like from the preview, just Rishi holding his head in his hands, just devastated by this. I know. I know. Oh my God. Um, Oh my God, Rishi. Uh, Rishi, yeah, he looks pretty, pretty pissed off in the preview. So I, but we don't know. They, Matt Sharp likes to fake us out. We don't yeah. know if they're, they could go in there and say absolutely nothing. No, and they totally could. They could say, we'll listen, irritated. listen, I have something to tell you. The appetizers that you made gave me horrific <laughs> diarrhea. If you'll excuse <laughs> me one moment, please. And that's why Rishi is holding his head in his hands. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. A lot of us have kids that are super demanding on our time or family members that may demand a lot from us. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. My experience with therapy has been that when I know I have slotted time to talk through my stuff, my issues, my worries, my frustrations, I'm better able to take care of the people in my life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance in your life with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CrayCray today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, BetterH-E-L-P.com slash CrayCray. And thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. I've been using Pros products for a while now, and you've probably heard me talk about it on the podcast before. Switching to a custom routine from Pros was one of the best things I've done for my hair, and the results I'm seeing just keep getting better. We all have different hair concerns. Mine, for example, it's quite dull, it's dry, I want it always to be shinier, or I did. I live in a dry climate, so finding the right moisture level in a shampoo and conditioner can be hard with drugstore brands. Pros has a one-of-a-kind made-to-order hair care, and it's about more than just your hair type. My shampoo and conditioner from Pros have herbal scents that I prefer. I actually don't like anything floral. And it's also focused on my main hair concerns, which is moisture and smoothness and shininess. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. I mean, look, we all have a hair quiz, right? And this quiz is very fun. It asks a lot of questions about your hair, your unique circumstances. Like for me, I live in a dry climate and I had dull hair. By analyzing over 
85 personal factors, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. My favorite feature is Pros' review and refine tool, which lets me tweak my formulas for any reason, in case I change my address, my hair color, or even my diet. This makes it really easy to make changes when you decide to go vegan for that month after New Year, or if you decide to try balayage. As a carbon-neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon-neutral. If you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Custom made-to-order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. Try your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash cray-cray. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash cray-cray for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off your first order with Pros. So let's let's blaze through Gabe and Isabel. Not this was we didn't see Isabel at all. I guess it was just Gabe. Gabe actually went home for only two weeks, Kyle. It's incredible what I happens when you actually want to return. <laughs> uh I'm sorry, but there's no way that his sister and mom didn't know that he was already engaged. I know. Like, Come on. This he's been back for two weeks and he's acting like he's just now meeting his mom and sister at a restaurant as if he hasn't been staying with one of them. It's not like he has an apartment in Miami. He's staying with either his mom or his sister. It's like, oh hey, you guys. So I've been it, in I've been here getting my documents and I'm engaged. <laughs> Come it on. Felt, it, it did feel a little strange at first. I just I figured that he was staying with them. But he hadn't that's why like they didn't even get up to give him a hug. So it was pretty clear yeah. that he they had been hanging out together. He just hadn't told them that he was engaged, which to your point, I agree. I mean, look, two weeks ago or however long, didn't he tell like he moved his entire life and business there? Yeah. Would it really be that big of a shock if they got engaged, even if it was pretty soon? They've been dating for a while. Also, they knew about his visa issues. He he talked to his sister about this before he left that, hey, you know, I can only really stay there for this amount of time because I only have this amount of time on my visa. I mean, they they kind of knew this was coming and and neither like zero surprise on both no. mom and sister's face. Like neither one of them is surprised in the slightest. They're not shocked. They're just annoyed that he supposedly hasn't told them until now, mm-hmm. which like, okay, if you're really that close, I get. But they really didn't show. They're like, we're very happy for you. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, was, I know they haven't weird. met her, but I don't know. It's just they, they, just, they showed absolutely zero excitement whatsoever. And according to his sister, it seems like may, maybe one of the reasons why they just really didn't care is because they're used to seeing him i don't know love bomb himself or or other people in relationships and they're just total train wrecks i've talked about this with you know people in like my life my in-laws that just 
it's just one string after another of new people. We we don't even meet Polish mother-in-law's boyfriends for at least two years. Like you date for two years. Otherwise, I'm not talking to him because I'm sick of this shit. So yeah. maybe that's kind of how they feel. They're just exhausted by him. But we I the mean, thing is yeah, like we have we have the context of Isabel being a lovely person. So and, and which they, you know, supposedly don't. Yeah, Gabe, I mean, Gabe's point of view is they judge him for doing this crazy stuff. And I don't know how much of this to believe. I feel like Gabe and Isabel seem like a great couple. Um, It feels like they're kind of exaggerating this for TV, you know, like, hey, we need to drum up some drama. I'm home getting documents. That's kind of a boring story. We did hear. Yeah, we heard the sister say before he even left that he dates like crazy women that or did she say that are she either said dumb needy, or... needy jealous and stupid <laughs> <laughs> like ouch damn hope, okay hope, how do you really none feel of gabe's exes are watching this that's uh that's harsh totally. but i gabe and his sister have a weird relationship it seems like he's mainly annoyed with her but she loves him and wants to be around him all the time i know it was strange, but yeah, you know, it funny. it's a sibling, sibling rivalry type thing going on. She seems, she seems like super together. She's she's yeah. really intelligent, and uh, she's just seen him make a lot of dumb mistakes, and he seems just exhausted by her inquisition. Even <laughs> though, as he will admit, I'm sure she's been right every single time until now. So, is it really that? far-fetched what what's gonna be annoying is not her being skeptical it looks like she goes to columbia to meet isabel and it looks like she gives isabel the kind of inquisition in person which that's when it can kind of feel uncomfortable and unfair because you just don't know her don't project all the needy jealous and stupidity of Gabe's exes onto someone you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I, you hope that once she meet, I hope that like the next time on is kind of bullshit. Um, you know where she's, she's like, looks like the sister calls Isabel controlling, but it's pretty easy to see that Isabel's quite wonderful, like pretty quickly. So if the sister does lay into Isabel, that's not gonna be good. Um, as she is very protective of Gabe. She's like has this thing where Gabe needs a prenush because he has been working on his financial freedom with his business for so many years. And I guess she thinks Isabel's gonna take that. I'm like, Isabel she quit her job to help him with his yeah, business. She, she literally works for him. Presumably, when they get married, they will be like official business partners in some respect, right? Yeah. You have to think that she would take over the business if something happened to him. So it's just they their financial lives are going to be intertwined. Now, that doesn't mean that a prenup's a bad idea or anything necessarily, but it's something to think about. But also, neither Gabe nor her nor either of us know a single thing about Colombian marital law and prenushes over there either. <laughs> I know everything about Colombian prenuptials. Oh, okay? shit. Hit me. <laughs> Tell me everything, Kim. I, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So I, 
I mean, notice that Gabe managed to get his his paperwork done in the two week time frame as promised. Which just kind of makes me think, did he really need to be there? If it was that easy, did he have to leave? Remember, like, several episodes ago when he was freaking out in the fabric district and didn't have his stamp or something for his, or his labels? I feel like he went back for that, for, like, stuff he forgot or some business need, and this was just... A difference. This may. This was more exciting with the timeline. Like, oh, my birth certificate. Blah blah blah. That's a good point. If he comes back with no luggage, it'll be a little suspicious. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Um, I think that the drama with the sister is exaggerated. It it feels a little faky to me. Because they're too. They're too. This is like Kenny and Armando drumming up kind of fake feeling having a kid drama where they're going to the fucking orphanage and shit. Like, come on, guys. Great analogy. Great analogy. Uh, They have to have... I feel like they're just a normal couple, and so it's hard to find that drama. We move past the parents, which was the only drama on the entire season so far, so now we gotta kick something else up, right? Yeah. Uh, I sister Monica and mom are both coming to the wedding though in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, that's great that they're able to go. And I think that that's about that's about it. Monica yeah, says to she to wants the, to be they get roommates to go to the wedding, and they get to go to the wedding and personally attack the bride before just beforehand. You know? <laughs> Every bride's dream. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, I can't wait to meet them. Uh, we have. Um, a couple scenes with Chris and Jamie. Chris is talking to her mom. And of course, mom uh, has totally bought into everything that Chris has said and just validates her weird opinions on everything. And I, I, I fucking hate it when she said, she she complained about her gym membership as if this is some insane luxury that she's paying for and uh, she's just a user because I pay for her gym membership as if the, the Jamie has fucking nothing to do all day. She can't get a job. She's sitting alone in her apartment. You made her quit her job. She has like one friend that she hasn't seen for fucking five months, apparently. But oh, oh a, paying for a Colombian gym membership is really just, uh, I'm so resentful about it. Fuck you, man. And I mean, she, according to Jamie, she hasn't paid rent in two months. So, right. This is Chris's mother's opinion of Jamie is so unfair. I mean, this. this like, yeah, you're mad. Like, yes, you're mad that one thousand wasn't enough because it's literally not enough to pay their rent. And you said that, you would pay it. You told her to quit yes, her job. She's a financial catfish. What did she, Jamie says everything that we've all been thinking in this episode where she's, first off, I was really glad because I I talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Jamie is an immigrant. 
When she quits a job, it's not just super easy for her to find another one. And Chris clearly just, I don't know if she thinks that finding a job in Colombia is as easy as it is in the U.S. where unemployment's at like a record low. But I don't think it's as easy. And as Jamie points out, which I knew this was the case, she's an immigrant. Not everybody wants to hire a Venezuelan in Colombia. And it's going to be hard for her to find a job. And I just, I I am really like disappointed in Jamie for trusting Chris so, so quickly and quitting her job because it sounds like she had a good job and now it's just going to be so far, so hard to find another one. And I'm sure as an immigrant, they'll use the fact that she quit a job at all against her. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, you quit a job. Hmm. An immigrant who quits jobs. It's so, Chris has put this woman in such a bad position. It's not even the emotional trauma. This is like financially devastating. Like this woman could be, is going to be homeless. She doesn't have any family. She has one fucking friend that she hasn't seen in half a year because she's been embarrassed that her wife left her and never came back. Like what is she going to do? What the fuck is she going to do? I have no idea. I have no idea if there's government assistance that she can apply for or something, but now she's legally married in Colombia to this rando who she's never going to see again. No, she said it's like being married to somebody who doesn't exist. And when Chris was telling her mom, oh, I sent her a thousand dollars and Jamie was mad. She said it wasn't enough. And she wants to sell the locket with that. I gave her with my dad's ashes. I'm like, first of all, that locket is not worth any money. You fucking made that up. Who is going to buy a locket with somebody's ashes in it? I'm Thank sorry. You. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but like, no, it, it's if I was absurd. like, here, Kyle, I have a locket with a stranger's ashes in it from like, you're going to be like, best I can do away from me. That best I can do is 50 cents in a PBR. <laughs> You got to take that shit to Pawn Stars and see what they're going to say about it. Oh, my God. Are you God. kidding me? How is she? It, it, of course, it makes absolutely no fucking sense that, first of all, that she would want to sell something that has only sentimental value and B, that anyone would actually buy it. I don't believe it for a second. I think that she's I think she's just straight up lying to her mom to get her on her side. To, so that she'll give her validation. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I think it's total bullshit. Jamie never said this. And her mom is totally eating it up. She's like, oh, yeah. You know what? You're a sugar mama. And she's this scamming. Is, uh, she's scamming. <laughs> you, your daughter has problems. And she lured this woman. She told her to quit her job. She said, I mean, Jamie says this and we saw proof of this. We see evidence of this. She said she Chris knew she didn't have a way to make money in Colombia. She knew she couldn't work there. She said, we'll set up a business together and we'll work on the business together once I get there. And then she completely abandoned Jamie after two weeks and and completely just not only abandoned her the marriage abandoned her like financially. And that that's, what's so devastating about this. Five months. She's been gone. Jeez. I mean, they filmed this over the course of six months and 
we only got two weeks of footage and uh man it, it's it jamie says this and it's so true it is extremely obvious that chris never thought if if you even believe that she was actually serious before she moved to columbia and this wasn't just a love scam fuck fuck bang trip in her mind she never thought about anything she had no plan she she's not only a bad person she's extremely stupid because even even if you believe that um well, let me, let me rephrase. She's extremely stupid because she's still sending Jamie money. I know. It doesn't make any sense. So you get nothing. It's it's an insulting amount of money, for one thing, because Jamie, you made Jamie quit her job. And so you get you get no benefit from any of this. It's just it's the whole thing is absurd. It makes no sense. It would be one thing if Chris was able to show receipts and was like, look, I'm living with my fucking mom. I'm eating ramen. I'm sending you 80% of the money that I'm making. Then, yeah, maybe it would be a little bit unreasonable for Jamie to be so upset. But I don't know. I just don't buy anything Chris is saying. It's super strange that she's out there doing gig work with her neck issues. The, the whole thing is just so sketched to me. She She's ran gonna, out like, of money. Jane, she was there two weeks. Two she was in Columbia weeks. two weeks. That's a vacation. And How do you run owns, out of money in two weeks? And she, again, like she owns a rental property, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Like, how did you ever have a plan to stay there for months at a time when you ran out of money after two weeks? Stop buying knives. I mean, it's just, it's no sense. Uh, So... Alex is a good friend. I mean, pretty much. He's like, I told you so. <laughs> but he listens and he, I, you know, I'm assuming he paid for lunch and he he is not thrilled to hear that Chris is coming back to Columbia and wants Which to I was meet. shocked. Shocked. I this has got to be Matt Sharp paying for her plane ticket. Totally. Because they want the footage. And Jamie said that she's going to meet with her. I'm assuming they're holding a paycheck over her head because she needs the money. And honestly, I think the only reason that Jamie is even meeting with Chris is because she's desperate financially now. Absolutely. And she doesn't really have a choice. Alex is like, I would have been gone. It's like, I don't think that Jamie has a choice in this matter. She either needs the paycheck from Sharp or she needs money from Chris and she's got to do what she's got to do. And I, when I heard that the only reason Chris calls her was to yell at her and tell her to get a job and you live in a big city and don't understand how you can't find a job. I was like, that's infuriating. <sighs> I just... Jamie's in a bad spot. Start harvesting the Colombian dollar, you lazy <laughs> yeah. bitch. All right. We saved the best for last. She aged 10 years in one night, Kim, because <laughs> there's carpet on the toilet, which, look, I think y'all probably know how we feel about that at this point. This uh, is an old 90 Day Fiance cray cray trope. Where did yeah. the upholstered bathroom toilet originally even come from? I can't remember. But Yeah, that was so long ago. I don't even remember the origin, but 
It's what, yeah, it's one thing to have a carpeted bathroom. It's another to be shitting directly next to carpet. That's amazing. <laughs> that is, uh, that's something. I love that that's why she pointed out that she aged 10 years. I know. Uh, like, and also, there wasn't a, there wasn't a rail on the stairs. <laughs> well, look, at least she had a Western toilet. She could have been dealing with a squat oh, totally. toilet. Oh, 100%. I'm good at making do, but this is making dope. <laughs> I mean, the garden hose shower, that's pretty standard yeah, outside of the US. It looked like even it had in a Europe, faucet. you know. It looked like a it looked like a pretty basic just hand shower. I didn't even yeah, notice anything that, weird. Yeah. I feel like that's what everybody has outside of the United States. I I don't know. I didn't think that that was strange. And then she said it took an act of God for her to get ready. Oh, and the stairs have no railings. So how does everybody not have not a neck die. brace? Yeah. <laughs> it was nice get that she the got hell out of chemiset. I know. It, it was nice that she got gifts for everyone. They were they seemed like they were thoughtful. Very thoughtful. Da- Dad really liked it. But then it's time to talk about my future hair. <laughs> I'm moving here permanently. (laughs) And like I said at the beginning, she really doesn't make it clear that she doesn't mean literally their home. And I was losing it. I was cringing so hard at their faces. I'm moving here. I am moving a hair permanently. So you want to stay in chemiset? She's yes, forever. I mean Rabat. Oh, not oh, not here. Oh, God. Here. Yeah. Oh, thank Christ. Okay. I mean, I'll yeah. come here on the weekends, maybe. Sometimes. Oh God. So the sister immediately knows this yeah. is not good. Yeah. This is not good. She like starts talking to Osama in Arabic. She's like, Are you okay with this? Osama really pulls it off. He like looks into space, looks really sad and says, I've got zero problems. This is fine. Sister's like, no way is Debbie going to make it here. This no, is not, this plan's not going to work out. She's not going to last one second. I saw that chick, Nicole and Azen. I saw that season. <laughs> there is no goddamn way this is going to work. Man, the dad is still a little bit in the dark because he doesn't like understand everything that's going on. And he's still just so elated with his art supplies gift that he thinks is very thoughtful. This is, this is bad news. I would have loved to see mom's reaction to this. Cause mom is definitely like, we are only putting up with this lady because she's getting my son to the United States. Like, Mom was only willing to be on camera for that one scene where she was looking (laughs) generally horror struck. And uh, now she's she's done. She's she's staying in the basement until Debbie leaves. Honestly, that's for the best. If I were mom, that's what I would be doing, too. Get away from me. I did my three minutes. I'm done. Totally. I mean, Debbie does have enough awareness to know. That this news that she is moving here permanently is shocking to both the dad and the sister and that Osama looks out of sorts as well. And so she's like logging this information for this painting outing later. But And and it's it's super obvious. I mean, if at the first meeting, which went pretty well, 
I would the day say. before. Yeah. She felt like, wow, okay, Osama was pretty honest with them about our relationship. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. He didn't he didn't sugarcoat that I'm older nope. or anything. And and they seemed not really shocked, which was shocking. Yes. Uh but this but this time it's clear that he hasn't told them what he told Debbie. Very clear. Yeah. And she, I don't know, Debbie. Well, Debbie's just excited for the farm tour, you know? She wants to paint. She's been looking forward to seeing the farm. She's still confused as to why the family thinks she's taking Osama to the United States, but, you know, whatever. We'll let it go. And then the donkey appears. When I see, when I just see random farm animals, I start breaking out into song too. I mean, I completely related to this, Kim. Porgy. What was this <laughs> Porgy song? She was singing a version of an Irish lullaby. Ah, how did you know that? I, I just recognized it. And when, when, when I was singing at the beginning of the episode, that was literally the actual lullaby. I wasn't just making that up. Oh, I thought you were, you just know, riffing. doing your creations. No, no, that was that was real. That was real, Kim. That was from my heart. And how dare oh. you? How dare you? <laughs> but like, what about a donkey? I remind you of an Irish lullaby. I have no goddamn <laughs> idea, Kim. This <laughs> is Debbie's so random. I love her. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she proceeds. Like, first of all, you're singing at a lullaby, which, you know, are you trying to put the donkey to sleep before you write it? <laughs> what? How is the progression working here? It doesn't make any sense. I'm going to sing an Irish lullaby and then just scream, let me ride the donkey. I speak the language of donkey. And it's Irish. It's Gaelic. Donkeys speak Gaelic, Kim. She had to ride that donkey. She could. Something came over her. She had to ride it. That donkey. Paint me on the donkey like one of your girls. <laughs> I just oh, wanted her to like fucking get naked and like lay on the donkey and have him paint her. She would have if he would have asked. That's like the creepy shit about this. Like it's so weird. Oh, I just Osama looks so annoyed. He's like, the sun is going down. We've got to go. And he, she's like, no, I've got to ride this donkey. So he, we I don't even know if this donkey paint. is this donkey like even like a rideable animal. I, this <laughs> is, is a pack pre- animal. Like, is this donkey prepared for this? <laughs> I don't think so. Like the no. donkey is used for transporting goods. I think what not is- people. What is she, what does he even put? Is what, what kind of a saddle was that? I mean, look, Not this is a blanket. It was a blanket and a pillow. That's why she fell off. Right. I look. I am not a horse person, as you all very well know. I could be completely ignorant about this, but it looks like he just took a like a a random jumble of blankets and just threw it on the back of this donkey. Yeah, because there was like there was stuff on the donkey. Right? I can't remember. I fucking she I don't just know. It's falls so off. funny. And she blames it. She blames it on the fact that God didn't give her a butt. 
as yeah. if like the butt is going to hold you on the donkey. And he starts making the donkey also trot along really quickly. And she's like, <laughs> slow down, slow down. And he keeps going faster. Well, from his perspective, I think he's thinking, I got to make sure this shit never happens again. So let's make this <laughs> let's make this as traumatic as possible. I don't blame him. I mean, but it was when she fell off. It was so fun. It was way funny because she, she didn't get hurt. Yeah, I know. She could have. He starts she laughing immediately. And I'm like, she God, she's old. She could have really hurt something. She could have really fucked up her leg or like run into a, a tree or something. Broke. I don't know. Lord have mercy, my hip. Yeah, like hip injuries are real. I mean, who yeah. knows? Does she have osteoporosis? Like, this is serious. Anyway, um, they're painting. Debbie's being really annoying, just like humming and making noises the whole time. God, have you ever <laughs> been with somebody that just can't be quiet? My son. <laughs> but you, like there are people that just like can't sit in silence they have to be like humming or making yeah. a noise or it's, it's it's it frustrates me too it's like a physical incapability of not continuously being a noisy human being and yes it's so annoying yeah everything from eating to just sitting around I, I know exactly what you mean it's terrible he he essentially tells her can you shut the fuck up because noise kill create creative and <laughs> yeah. she's like okay fine and she doesn't take him that seriously she's okay i'll shut up fine but she just keeps humming and singing and it was so funny to watch him this is really where his mood darkened and yes. it's funny to watch the progression of this because five minutes ago she's falling off donkeys and he's laughing his ass off at her but now it's time to fucking paint. This is serious business. And you yeah. better shut the fuck up. He is not messing around with this painting. I want to talk. I want to talk about the future. He, I feel like she has asked him this question like five times a day. Like, what's the plan for us? What's next for us? And he loses his shit. I mean, he's like, we cannot do everything in one day. Are you crazy? You are sick. You have like mental sickness of something. What is going on with this lady? Those this, are his words. This is like Jackie not wanting to talk to Marshall. Yeah. It's like, I'm tired. I don't want to deal with this. No, I just want to keep talking. I want to talk. No, we are here to paint, not think. No paint. All right. No think. Just paint. He went a little far, though, to tell oh, her she had a no, mental not, illness. Like, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not defending him. It's just, yeah. I, I mean, do you think that was him just not knowing? I don't, I mean, I don't think the guy understands the full context of what he was saying, but it was just, uh, it was gnarly. <laughs> it was gnarly. I, <laughs> Uh, Debbie isn't as upset as I feel she should be immediately. She's probably in shock. I mean, I because I was kind of in shock. She's blown away. Yeah. He, he goes on. He's like, you're making me angry and it's not even in my nature to be an angry person. But then 
I mean, he just pitches the plan, no mask, very serious tone. And we see in the next time on, he says, like, when she's like, you are cold hearted. He's like, I'm a creepy motherfucker. Like, it's this is sinister. Well, he he's, says, he, he's at his breaking point. It seems like he's trying to throw back what he perceives the attack on him is. Right. Yeah. You know, she says something like, you're sinister, like, oh, yeah, I'm just the biggest piece of shit. I think he's being sort of like sarcastic. I don't know. He's he's running it through this filter of um, victimhood, yeah. it sounds like. But he pitches his plan, and his plan is... The plan is, you're taking me to America, bitch. <laughs> like, dumb. Yeah. That's it. I mean, his exact words, our plan is, you will come here, and you will bring me to the USA, I will go and work there. We will start our life there. We can't guarantee the future here. This is our plan. And I will, from this day, never change it. If you don't accept this, we can stop all of this. Wait a minute. Have they even applied for a visa? I don't Are think so. Are they getting so. married? Like, what? How does he think this is going to happen? It doesn't. Yeah. This has never been the plan. According to Debbie, we've never heard her talk one second about him moving there. Never. We even... We've even speculated from the beginning, like we were talking from the first episode, what does he get out of this? Is the plan for him to really get to America? And then I think both of us thought, well, he's actually never brought it up and neither has Debbie. There's never been any conversations about practical situation with filing for the visa. This was clearly the plan all along and he has kept it under wraps for years and it's crazy to watch because it's one thing to have this plan from the beginning we've seen this before just straight up scamming i need to get to the i need to get to a you know to harvest that american dollar but to go along with this for so long and keep the mask on and then take it off and lay it out in a really shitty way because you wanted to paint and she wouldn't shut up. That seems like you just blew two years of groundwork that you've laid on, on something kind of uh, trivial, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... I want to know if he ever talk to her about this and she just doesn't remember or didn't mention it because it feels like it's coming out of nowhere but it feels also like he's definitely mentioned this to her before and i just wonder like what happened yeah did did she just not want to hear it or was it he's mentioned it but right now the plan was for me to move there so i just stopped thinking about it but it it as a viewer, it, it definitely seems like it's out of nowhere. And she seems stunned into silence, which for Debbie makes me feel like this is real. Like she didn't know this was coming because yeah. she's not one to be uh, speechless, it seems like, very often. <sighs> Shocking. Uh, <laughs> can't wait for that follow up. We all I also can't wait for next episode when Danielle uh when Johan tells her friend that she likes big penises. She needs a huge hog inside her to just bash and bash and bash against her ovaries all day oh. that are on fire. Jesus. 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> any any other closing thoughts, final you thoughts, You need Kyle? to be able to perforate her liver to be with Danielle. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, the visual. Um, my, uh, my final thoughts are don't buy carpet for your toilet seat. Um, and don't lick cash either. Both... <laughs> <laughs> Neither are uh, particularly hygienic. I don't even consider myself a germaphobe, to be honest. There's just some things that are over the line. You know, everyone has a limit, Kim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I just love this episode. I, there's so much good stuff here. The Jen and Rishi stuff is going to be hilarious next week. I mean... Chris and Jamie is is irritating, but just very dramatic. And the Debbie, you know, I mean, I can't wait to see how Debbie leaves. Like, what is she going to do now? She cannot stay after she's, this. She's got to leave. She has to get on that donkey and ride it to the airport, right? Immediately. <laughs> just singing Irish ditties on the way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just, Her son is going to lose his fucking mind. I... This tell-all is going to be wild if Osama actually shows up because there's no defense. He has he's on, no he's defense. He's on video. He's on video. And in that preview commercial that played on TLC, you have Debbie's son, who we said from the beginning was was right, even if he was a dick. He was totally right. And he's he's calling him out. It's going to be a shit show. I mean, there's no way to defend yourself after that. He took the mask completely off. 100% it's off. Just, yeah. Yeah. So I d- I just don't know where we go from here, but it's it's been a great a great season for <laughs> just I love it. Um I I just can't I like I said in the beginning, I I've never been this far along in a season and still been enjoying it this much and like so totally. shocked, you know. Yeah, for so. sure. Well, um, great episode overall. If you enjoyed listening to us and you're not a premium subscriber, you can go to realitycraycray.com. It's five bucks, super quick. We just finished coverage of Love is Blind and we are starting coverage of Love in Paradise, the Caribbean, a 90-day love story, Esquire. And it's so far shaping up to be a good season. We haven't even met the two biggest train wrecks yet. So again, that's realitycraycray.com. You get at least double the content that you're listening to now. And if you enjoy this podcast, leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. It helps new people find the show. Yeah. Thank you for listening. This has been super fun. We're just excited for all of the new 90 day content this summer. We've got 90 day UK coming up 90 day love and paradise. It's just all of it is so good. So thanks guys. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Talk soon.